Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. <laughs> the Church of Trots, Christian! <laughs> the Church of Trots! It's all over! It's all over. What are you doing? It's just, I, I'm sad. We've been sitting here an hour and a half. I told you to Ladies, get yourself together an hour gentlemen, ago. It's Hockey Night in New York. Oh, my God. Welcome to, to the program. Can you get it my, together? You're embarrassing my me. My name's Sean Cuthbert. Oh With boy. me, as always, is Christian What's-His-Shits. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ethan Sears is joining us on the program from New York Post tonight. We're, we're going to talk all about the firing of Barry Trotz. Oh, my God. And, Get uh, it together. We're, we'll, we'll survive. We'll survive. And, we can and, change the intro. And the hiring know. of Lane Lambert. Thanks so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Are just you better? Just, I'm trying. I'm trying. That's embarrassing. Just, just when we thought that we were going to have the summertime over, take some time off, Lou Lamarillo goes and just... Crushes a lot of Islander fans' dreams, like mine. I, I mean, if, if you've been a long-time watcher, follower, listener of the show, you know that I've been one of the conductors on the Barry Trotz train. I've always said, sign that man to a lifetime contract. You have. And uh, that dream is, is, is all but dead. So yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you it all for, for joining it us is. for an emotional edition here at Hockey Night New York on a, on a beautiful Saturday. One of us. Here on Long Island. Anyway, yeah, well, yeah, one half of us. That's enough to say it's emotional, I think. Right? That counts. So, so here we are. We need we're, you to get yourself together. <laughs> I'm trying. Man. I can't do this I'm a whole trying. show. Listen, man. It is what it is. You know, it is what it is. So, so anyway, we're here. <laughs> Thanks so much. I want to start by thanking all of our wonderful, wonderful sponsors. Heck yeah. We are proud to be presented by R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center, the best place to catch the aisles when you can't be at the game. Head on down for great food and drink specials with plenty of HD TVs and in-game sound. Also happy to be sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip, and of course, UBS Arena at Belmont. They're an official partner of the Islanders. Check out the menu at BlueLineDeli.com for all their great offerings. And we're sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three Free months of service. And, of course, last but not least, the great Oyster Bay Brewing Company, creator of the Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations at the Islanders' brand-new home in UBS Arena, and even more distributors across the country from coast to coast. You can also visit the Tap Room at 36 Audrey Avenue in Oyster Bay seven days a week to sample all their fantastic beverages. And for those of you awesome enough, awesome enough to be hanging out with us here today in the chat, get your questions in for later. Questions brewing. Excuse me, brought to you by... Oyster Bay Brewing Company, so Christian, like I said, we were not supposed to be here today. We're like, we're like Dante from Clerks. <laughs> Wasn't even supposed to be here today. But yes, we got to talk about it, man. Barry Trotz, Lou Lamarillo decided to shake up not only the eye on the world, but the NHL world at large. And Barry Trotz has been sent on his merry way. <laughs> He's been fired, ladies and gentlemen. He's been relieved of his duties. And what, just a week or so later, yeah. they, they bring in associate coach. Lane, Lane Lambert. Lambert, or as we've affectionately called him here, Lambert, Lambert. or Lambert, <laughs> which I'm sure will will take off even further now that he's the, the man in charge. But yeah, we're here. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the why. We're going to talk about the what. We're going to talk about 
the how this affects the team going forward. And uh, this is the Barry Trotz Lane Lambert special. So once again, thanks for hanging out with us. Christian, what do you say, CA? Yeah, that was as surprising a move <laughs> as any. And and I know on Twitter when it when it happened, I think it compared it to the surprising surprise firing of Peter Laviolette oh so many years ago that uh, in the column that I wrote for AM New York, I put it that even that it, it was such a disturbing move to the <laughs> hockey like apathetic that. hockey apathetic sports radio here in New York that even they were <laughs> astonished and angered and ironically enough it was it was almost a similar a similar situation where you had the hockey apathetic New York sports talk radio even talking about it the day it happened when Barry Trotz was fired comparing it to the fact that Steve Nash the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets was still coaching them after what what was an abysmal season and the Islanders a much much more understanding reason why Barry Trotz and the Islanders had a, had a, a season that they did and a lot of that didn't fall on Barry Trotz I think that not to not to go too right into it but it was just I don't know I don't get the move I don't you get s- it you still you still had to find a way to work the nets into it huh no I really like could have just left that alone everybody knows you cover the nets no now, Christian it wasn't even it, that wasn't even the reason why I did it. <laughs> it I said it because when it happened um Craig, Craig Carton and Evan Roberts, who are the midday hosts at WFAN, were talking about it, and, and the context of it, of the part of the conversation was the fact that Barry Trotz, who was one of the most successful coaches in New York, lost his job, and Steve Nash, who had re- led the Nets to two very unsuccessful Steve seasons, mm. still had a job. So that's, that's, what the, that's why I was bringing that up, because... That was the conversation, but it was enough so that even people that don't particularly care about hockey were talking about it in right. astonishment the way that you saw so many years ago with Mike and the Mad Dog famously calling out then and uh, then general manager Peter Peter Laviolette for his shenanigans. Uh, you mean Mike Milbert? Mike Milbert, yeah, I'm sorry, for, for firing Peter Laviolette, so... Um, it, it's funny how history kind of repeats itself in, in certain ways, and, and I think the astonishment around this decision, especially with what came a week or so later with who we found out would be Barry Trotz's replacement, adds to sort of the confusion, I think, of where the organization is headed going forward. Well, I, it's an interesting comparison that you make, and, and I certainly remember that time, and I remember being pretty floored and upset about Laviolette getting the, getting the boot, but this is on another level. This is... This is even more shocking, even more surprising. Uh, Peter Laviolette didn't have two recent seasons of going to the conference finals. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and Barry Trotz has been has been revered as, as one of the best coaches in the league. You can actually say that about Laviolette now, but he was a rookie coach then. Right, yeah, he was still young then. Yeah, but but look, this is on another level. I mean, I, I think, and and I all the credit in the world to T-Boyle 13. He's here in the chat, and he's right. He said, I called it, and, and I... I Pretty much ridiculed him on the show for me. and said, <laughs> I said, no chance, Tom, you know, in so many words, I did not say this literally, but I was like, basically lay off the crack pipe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, there's no way that's happening. Barry's here to stay. I'm sure enough, we get what? Not far, not long after the season at all. Barry Trotz relieved of his duties. And I, my jaw, I'm still scraping my jaw off the floor, to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. It was just such a such a shock to me. I thought there was no chance. You look at the obviously the season was a failure. We we've talked a lot of, uh, a lot about it. It obviously didn't go their way, but I mean, you can't put that on the shoulders of Barry Trotz. I mean, we 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 talked about all the factors that that came in and and you could say that, you know, Lou Lamarillo had a had a, a lot, lot to do with why this team wasn't successful this season. So, it's tough to put that all on Barry, which is why whether we ever find out exactly what was going through the mind of Lou Lamarillo and potentially Barry we Trotz, we will not find out until he decides to write a book and still be alive 20 years from now. We don't know <laughs> if that's going to happen. 
But and I don't think he's the type to to put out a memoir. So we probably won't find out. But I just there had to be more to it. There's no way he looked at this past season and said Barry's got to go. There's more to it. Whether it was whatever vibe he was getting from the players from the exit interviews, I don't believe that either. Whatever the case may be, there was more to it, or whether it had to do with his contract coming up. Maybe Barry said, "I'm not going to re up," and maybe he said, "Well, I want to still, I want to hang on to Lambert to to replace him." So maybe I just make the move now. There's so many potential explanations for this, and we can only kind of speculate as to what those could be or right. what the, what the one thing could be. Right. But like, I don't know. It's it's tough to say, and and. You know, it's funny, a little more time went by than I think we would have liked to, to get the show in. We wanted to do it, like, right after the firing. We just couldn't find the scheduling. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've hired the replacement. And, you know, we've already seen that Barry Trotz is interviewing for other jobs. Because I, I was all ready to say, hey, look, you know, if Barry doesn't take a job next season, maybe he, li- he, he might have had a little more to do with the decision, right? Maybe so. he said he wanted to go home, whatever the case may be. But he's interviewing for Philly. He's already interviewed for Winnipeg. I'm sure it's not going to stop there. Everybody's going to want to get that, get him in their offices. It's just a matter of who he's willing to talk to. Because, yeah. I mean, even though he's Nashville, no longer... Nashville put a, expressed interest in him in a front office manage, managerial role there. He spent yeah. so much time in Nashville earlier in his coaching career Look, as well. Look, if, if he still wants a job, whether that's a coaching job or a managerial right. job, I mean, he's going to get a blank check from somebody. Because as far as I'm concerned, he's still the best coach in hockey right now, even even if he's not part of the Islanders. And, and as much as it as it still stings... <laughs> that he's no longer coaching the Isles. And and look, I don't want to take anything away from Lambert. We're obviously going to talk about him and the effect that he's going to have on the team and, and this quote-unquote new voice right. that everybody's been talking about. But look, I mean, I think it was a gut punch for a vast majority of Islander fans. You know, you even just look at social media, you look at the reactions and, and just how... Um, <laughs> I mean, they ranged. I mean, Tom Bo- T- Tom Boyle might be the only person who called this, <laughs> who said he was going to get yeah. fired, and and was kind of calling for it himself, which is so funny. But I mean, you can probably count on two hands how many Islander fans are like, yeah, it's time, Barry's got to go. I mean, how many Islander fans were really feeling that way? Not a lot. I think that they're. Uh, uh, listen, I think at the end of the day that this talk that. The players were, you know, were more upset than than they kind of let on, or there was there was the speculation that perhaps something was said in those exit interviews and those meetings that that took place. And I'm just not buying into it. I think at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, it was the fact that Lou Lamorello is making a Lou Lamorello decision, and this is not something that this is not something that is foreign to him. If you look back over the course of his career, I agree with that. He has done this at, at other points, namely New Jersey when he was there, tw- twice or so if I'm not mistaken, once resulted in a Stanley Cup championship in 2003 or 2000. I forget which. You could have just played it safe and said early 2000s. Um, but I wanted to be specific <laughs> and, and really, really tie myself to tie the string around myself. and uh, <laughs> right, weigh, be weigh wrong it down. so many people like, yeah. Christian, you moron. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I want to go down and blaze the glory. Regardless, okay. but you see that, you saw that cited so much. And I think the thing that really drove me crazy is the number of columns and the number of people I saw cite those uh, instances which – a hundred percent happened in in in, in two thousand when Lou Lamorello was running the in the early two thousands when he was running the New Jersey Devils. Those moves worked. I those those moves don't necessarily work, or you don't get lucky twice uh, over the course of your career. And I think that's more or less what has happened here, where Lou Lamorello has gotten a lot of leeway with certain moves that you go. Anyone else makes that, and you go, mm, that's a little questionable. And in this instance here. 
it really rubbed me the wrong way that so many people were quick to cite what happened in two thousand, you know, twenty something years ago when mm-hmm. half of the fan base wasn't even cognizant enough to understand what was going on on the ice, let alone. Um, you know, understand why Lula Amarillo was successful back during those days with the New Jersey Devils. And I think that there is a real, or there should be some real concern now of how much Lou has done over the last couple of years and, and put the Islanders in the position that they are. Right now, Neil Best wrote a great column right after it. And, you know, this is Lou Lamarello. What happens next is, is 100% on Lou. No doubt. And that's the case. But I, I think the concern the concern is... Where is the where is the direction of the organization going? You you know you talked about that new voice. Well, you got Barry Trotz two basically, and I get Lane Lambert is his own coach, and he's going to be very successful in this league. Just I don't think it's with the New York Islanders. This is not the position you put someone in to to succeed. Uh, you don't put them. You don't hire a first year coach, and I get it. He's been in the league forever. You know mm. he's coached uh, at every level of this of this team, including within the Islanders. He organization. still has some ropes to learn as a head coach. Right. You can be an assistant or an associate coach all you want, right. but until you're the man with the spotlight on you and with the the duties of a head coach, you're going to be learning on the job. Yeah, it's a good point to make. And the expectation now is the Islanders need to get back to where they were two years ago. They need to get back to a Stanley Cup, uh, I'm sorry, a Stanley Cup playoff quarter, uh, semifinals appearance. They need Cup to get contender. Back to conference final. They need to be in the Stanley Cup. There's no two ways about it. Mm. You know, this, getting to the Eastern Conference final or conference final, whatever you want to call it, is just not acceptable anymore. You know, that the next step has to be taken, and is, is a rookie coach going to do that? That's I have some serious reservations. As good of a coach, I think he's going to be. Christian, all great points, and and we're going to bring in another voice, speaking of new voices here on Hockey Night in New York. So, hey, want to thank you all for hanging out with us here on your beautiful Saturday evening here uh, with Hockey Night in New York at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY, and of course, on your favorite podcast providers later on. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Ethan Sears of the New York Post will be joining us. It's a new Islander season, and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. R.J. Daniels American Barn Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big-screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. R.J. Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week. Hang for the late night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill. Your home for New York Islanders hockey. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another 
another country, you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800. That's 516-856-7800. Or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com. That's Thai, T-I-E, technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. Well, it's time to get back on the couch for more Islanders Therapy with Shawnee and C. Arnold on Hockey Night in New York. Welcome back to Hockey Night in New York, a special Saturday edition, a special reaction to Barry Trotz being fired and Lane Lambert being hired as the new head coach of the Islanders in addition. But still, our regular segment, of course, on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. And with us on the line is the New York Post Islanders reporter, Ethan Sears. Ethan, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing well. Still in a, I think Shawnee's still in a bit of shock. <laughs> I'm trying my best. He's trying to hold it together. It's been a rough. Uh, it's been a rough week and a half for him. But it has. E- Ethan, I know. Um, I-, I know. You, I think you were probably as shocked as anyone with what had happened to Trotz and then the decision down the line to hire uh, Lane Lambert. Which let's just start with the firing to begin with. Where where do you think the disconnect or the um, kind of breakdown between uh, Lamorello or was there a breakdown? What, what led to this decision to relieve one of the best coaches in hockey? Well, I mean, to say the obvious, right, it's that the Islanders didn't make the playoffs. That was well short of their expectations. But, I mean, beyond that, um, because as we all know, there were reasons besides their actual play on the ice why the season went poorly. Um, you know, it's a little bit hard to say. Um I, I think, uh, you know, certainly you can look at um, maybe there was some discontent uh, with, with the young players and maybe how they were being used, how they were developing. Um, you know, Barry was heading into the last year of his contract, so you wonder if that played a factor. But, um, you know, it's that's kind of just guessing, right? Because uh, Lou's not the kind of person who's going to come out and say anything, and he's not going to let anybody say anything on his behalf as to what led to that. So it's hard to say. And that's kind of part of what makes it so surprising. Yeah, for sure. Ethan, Sean here. And, you know, Christian was kind of bringing those points up and we were just talking about how, you know, we're never really going to know the exact truth, but I mean, the best we can do here, and I guess this is why we, we cover sports in general <laughs> is to, is to just speculate and try to get into the mind of somebody like Lou Lamarillo. And he has all this experience as a general manager. He has done some, what you would consider controversial, made some controversial decisions when it comes to his coaching staff in years past, like with the Devils. And, I mean, if you were just going to, look, you've covered the team, you've seen how the, how they've performed, you've seen all the various factors that went into this disappointing season, and if you had the opportunity to just get inside Lou Lamarillo's brain, I mean, why do you think he even made this decision? Why, why was now the time for this new voice that he's been talking about to move on from a, a very well-celebrated Barry Trotz in Island of Country to, uh, you know, giving the reins to now a rookie coach in Lane Lambert? Well, I think, like you said, it's certainly within his nature and how he's operated in the past to make decisions like this. Um, and I would also say, you know, if you look at this roster, it's not a secret. They're aging. They're probably, if you if you go into next season thinking that their championship window is still open, which is probably a pretty debatable assertion unto itself, 
then you probably have to be realistic about how long it's open for with this group. And maybe he looked at that and said, you know what, we got to shake something off while we still can, because, you know, if we want to win with these guys, something has to change. This is something that is changeable and, and maybe can help. I mean, that's a total, total, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that, has any basis in reality, but right. if you're, <laughs> right. if, if you're, if you're asking me to kind of, you know, uh, justify it from his standpoint, that would maybe be how I would go about doing it. Okay. Talking with Ethan Sears here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai technology, Ethan, when it comes to the ripple effect, you, you, you kind of spoke a little bit. And I think Sean kind of asked, asked that in his question, as far as, the, the impacts or the maybe potential um, use of the younger players by Barry Trotz. What sort of impact or ripple effect do you see that having within the organization, not not just from the younger player perspective, but some of the veteran guys who, you know, have, have very clearly kind of latched on to the message that Barry Trotz has heralded for the last three years, four years? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that the changes with Lane Lambert probably isn't the system itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily know for sure what Lane Lambert's going to run, but I mean, he's worked with Barry Trotz for over a decade before that. He was an AHL coach under the same organization as Barry Trotz. So he was running a system. Uh, it's probably pretty safe to say you're not going to see a drastic change there. Um, but, you know, from a communication standpoint, when you talk to people who have been coached by Lane Lambert in the past, what they say is he's a really good communicator. He's really good at development. He was an AHL head coach. He knows how to kind of get through to guys. Um, so, you know, I think when, when Lou talks about a new voice and when, you know, when we talk about kind of the impact on the younger players, that's where I would anticipate that, that you'll see, um, see a bigger difference and something that the Islanders would hope, you know, translates to something tangible on the ice. One thing we've heard a lot or, or maybe sort of speculated, I guess, it is, it's tough to say with, with the way the Islanders are run, but was that was there maybe was some discontent or um, there was sense, some sense in those exit meetings that certain players had, uh, I don't want to use the word issue, but um, you know maybe they weren't as thrilled with Barry Trotz and, and some of his decisions as others were. Is, is there any basis of reality or, is there, or anything that you've been able to, to kind of learn over the last week or so that maybe that that was something that was said or maybe that those feelings were were real and not just more or less speculation like we've we've seemed to have have gotten over the last week because there's not a ton of information yeah well uh you know like you said the way the islanders are run it's uh you know pretty hard to kind of to kind of nail anything down with regards to that but um you know i i do think that there's probably probably some uh, you know, reality within that speculation, um, you know, exactly to what extent, exactly who is, is hard to say right. and, and maybe not something that, that we'll ever really know. But, um, you know, I think, um, you know, we all kind of saw how, uh, how certain guys were used and just kind of, you know, Occam's razor, right? Like it, <laughs> it makes sense that they wouldn't be super happy about it. Right. Um, so I think you kind of go from there and how you uh, and how you look at the situation. And Ethan, not not to say from a, a personal standpoint, but do you think a guy like Oliver Walsham or maybe even Kiefer Bellows takes a look at this and you know maybe he doesn't celebrate it, but he looks at it as a as kind of a new opportunity here to to get you know more of a footing on this roster. I mean, you've seen it 
all year, guys like him and Kiefer in and out of the lineup, and you had Islander fans up in arms about it, saying give these guys a chance, put them in games. You think maybe this uh, brings a little new energy in for those guys to, you know, get a chance to to really get a footing here in the, in the squad? I mean, certainly you wouldn't blame them for feeling that way. Um, it's it's worth noting that, you know, when, when we talked to uh, Wallstrom in, in his exit interview, he had nothing but good things to, to say about Trox right. and uh, Kiefer, Kiefer, same thing when we talked to him after the last game. But, um, but I mean, yeah, you would think that someone like an Oliver Wallstrom would probably benefit from uh, a coach who maybe isn't, quite so hard on him maybe is <laughs> calling him out publicly kind of often um you know uh and look whether again it's also worth saying in, in defensive barry a lot of what we had heard from the fans all year was you know give wallstrom a chance put him on the top line with barzal right well they did they did try they did try that it didn't work and you know as much as for the early part of the season it, it looked like the minutes were kind of not in line with the production, you know, in the second half, the production really wasn't there from Wallstrom um, specifically. Um, So, you know, on his end, there is kind of that onus to to produce. And, you know, there is a certain point where you stop saying, well, this guy has so much potential, just play him more. Um, I don't think we're there yet. He's still pretty young. And, uh, and, you know, maybe he can do a lot under, under a new coach, but, um, you know, I think I don't necessarily think that a new coach solves that issue. And, and like I said, I, I don't expect the way that they play and their identity to necessarily undergo a massive shift here. Yeah, I agree with you there, Ethan. And, you know, you have a, I guess somewhat of a, an interesting situation where, you have somebody coming from Barry's staff that's taking over now as head coach. And this won't be the first time an assistant takes over, but it's interesting because Lou Lamarillo already kind of went out of his way to say the remainder of the coaching staff is still under contract. And But sometimes you have a new coach that comes in, they want to put their own stamp on the team, bring their own staff in. Do you, do you foresee perhaps Lane Lambert bringing in some, some new, <laughs> I hate to use the word, but voices? <laughs> To, uh, to work underneath them here, or you know, does he stick with the majority of the guys that have that have been with them since Trotz took over? Um, well, I mean, I think part of what that's going to depend on is probably if Barry Trotz gets a new job and wants to keep some of his guys, yeah, fair. Um, right? Um, and and how that would work, and you know, we we know it's been reported it's been reported that he interviewed with the Jets, um, and it's it's been out there that you know some other. Uh, teams are interested in him unsurprisingly so you know if he ends up taking, <laughs> really if uh yeah if, if he ends up taking one of those jobs um you know the, does he bring over some of those guys um maybe um do some of do some, some of them stay maybe um you know someone like uh you know Pierre greco i think has has was a was a lou guy before he uh he went to the islanders so you know you would think uh, on that basis that he would probably be someone who who would be more likely to to stay if it kind of came down to that but um you know it's something we'll kind of have to wait and see on talking with ethan sears here from the new york post on the line brought to you by our friends over at thai technology ethan i'm gonna I, i'm 
guessing I'm putting you on the spot a little bit with this Do question. <laughs> but as far as the outcome, uh, you know, bringing, firing Barry Trotz and, and bringing in Lane Lambert, how much of an impact or how much of a change do you see this making next season where uh, is this a move where we look back and go, all right, this was the right decision because the Islanders are about to find themselves back in the Eastern Conference Final? Or is this the decision you foresee maybe not playing out as successfully as, as um, you know, Lou Lamorello would, would foresee it right now? Um, I mean, honestly, to me, what, what matters more as far as what this team is going to do next year is how they go about the offseason. I, I don't think that the roster that they have as it stands is one that is ready to go and make the Eastern Conference final again. Um, I think as as Lou has said publicly and as was pretty evident from just watching them, like they need another puck moving defenseman. They need another forward who can score and preferably one who can play alongside Matt Barzal and unlock some of that potential. Um, so I think those decisions are probably going to have much more of an impact on what this team does next year than a new coach who is, again, probably going to play a pretty similar system. Um, I don't know that it necessarily, you know, would will hurt the Islanders a ton. Um, you know, it's hard to say he hasn't been a head coach. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't look at Lane Lambert as somebody who is going to come, and, come in and fall on his face. Um, he's been a successful assistant coach. He's been up for these jobs before. He was somebody who probably was going to get a head coaching job in the NHL at some point, whether it was here or elsewhere. So from that end, I think it's fine higher. Uh, but, you know, from a roster construction standpoint, I think it's kind of just wait and see how this offseason unfolds. And with that in mind, Ethan, I am curious now with the offseason upon the Islanders and, and, you know, we're a couple one month or two away from the draft and uh, free agency. What do you see kind of shaking out for the Islanders? Because as you mentioned, I think roster construction does play a huge part in, in whether these guys are successful or not going forward. What do you see the Islanders being able to do? Or is there anyone in particular that you see them trying to target once we hit, uh, hit the free agency market and, and we get close to where teams start wheeling and dealing at the draft? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, with, with the Lula Amarillo organization, you're always going to kind of be guessing a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, with that, with, with that caveat, um, you know, um, Philip Forsberg, if, if his, if he doesn't end up signing an extension with, with Nashville, which it seems like he might would, is a name that's kind of been connected to them. Um, I think, you know, as I said, they really need a puck moving defenseman. Um, if you look at the guys who are heading into free agency, um, particularly on the left hand side, which is which is probably where they would look, um, those names are a little thin. So you wonder would they maybe go to the trade market. Um, you wonder, you know, especially with the way they kind of um, not necessarily prioritize their prospect pool in the past. Would they would they look at trading their first round pick. Um, you know, I, I wonder if that would be on the table. Um, but you know, that's all kind of just me shooting from hip. Um, (laughs) right. Um, so, uh, you know, kind of wait and see. I, I certainly would expect that, you know, that Noah Dobson would get 
get an extension. I, I believe he hits a restricted free agency. Uh, Matthew Barzal as well has moved, moved come into next season, next season being his last year on his contract. So if they can kind of get that locked in and, and not go into next year with that hanging over the club, that would be a positive. That doesn't really change the roster construction, obviously, but as far as long-term pieces, I think those are two guys that, that obviously you want to be here for a long, long time if you can swing that. Ethan, I'm going to leave you with one last question, a little more on the fun side of guessing games, so there's no expectations from you here. But Barry Trotz is he's interviewing, so he's obviously going to land somewhere else. There's plenty of coaching positions available. There might even be some available who have a job right now that might not have one if he's willing to take it. So where do you think Barry Trotz ends up coaching next season? For fun. Um I mean, if I had to guess, I would say, I would say, I would say Winnipeg. Um, that just makes a little bit too much sense, you know, on paper, as far as, you know, he's from Manitoba. Um, he has family in the area. Um, the entire province seems to want him there. The club, (laughs) the club seems to want him there. No, not at all. And, you know, they're, they're, they're a team with, with a roster that is kind of, you know, uh, could foreseeably, you know, make the playoffs and, and really benefit from uh, from Barry Trotz and his kind of um, ability to, to get teams to play defense. Um, so, so that that would be my guess. And obviously, you would think Vegas would would be a possibility, yeah. a possibility as well. But the homecoming aspect of it in Winnipeg just kind of. Makes makes a little bit too much sense on paper for me, Ethan. I'm I'm with you there. The further out west he goes, <laughs> the better. Because I'll tell you what, if he ends up in Philly, I I'm gonna have a hard time. <laughs> I'm gonna have a hard time this season. What five times a season having to see yeah. him behind that bench? That would not be fun. But um, Ethan, yeah. a pleasure having you on tonight. Really appreciate you giving us some time here on the Saturday, and uh, hope to have you on again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You got it, bud. Take care. All Ethan right, folks. Sears from the New York Post. Sorry, Ashani, I was trying to get you, let you uh, handle the board. And oh, good. Go ahead, man. Uh, Ethan Tears look. from the New York Post. Really appreciate his time as always. Always great insight from him and uh, and great stuff all season long in the in the Post with their uh, their full coverage of the Islanders this year. Yeah, uh, which which was nice to see. Absolutely, nice to see. Absolutely, uh, and and still a lot to talk about here with the with the move and the transition. Shawnee, I, I hate I I will. Oh, no. uh, it Where will are you be, going here? It will be tough. <laughs> To, to deal with you if, if Barry Trotz does end up going to Philadelphia. <laughs> I honestly, I'm not even, I'm hoping he goes as far away, <laughs> far west too, just for my own sake with uh, w- with the way and the number of times the Islanders would have to see him and how inconsolable you'd be each and every time. It would be crushing. It would be crushing. Listen, I'm... Although the Lane Lambert versus Barry Trotz uh, in the playoffs would be quite something, right? It would be it would be like um they would have intrigue. Like it'd be like Washington Reardon versus Trotz. Yeah, a couple of years ago. That was ago. fun. But like that was when Trotz came to the island. Right, right, right. So right that right. was a lot more fun. Like I'd rather not be on the on on the receiving end of that. I mean, look, I I have no problem with Lane <laughs> Lane Lambert. It's already happening. Lane Lambert being the coach of the New York Islanders. It's just at the at the loss of Barry Trotz is what it makes it so tough. Is what makes it so tough because, because I think you know Barry was right. He he deserves a job. He was he was pulling for him to get plucked before Barry was fired. Yeah, he was ready to have to replace him at some point or at least move on from him. Right, yeah. 
couple and times. The fact that he's interviewed with a couple of teams already means that he's ready to take that next step. And I'm more than happy to give him a chance with the Isles. But I mean, you you know, you did point out how he's going to be a rookie coach and he's going to have to learn the ropes here. And and you know, look, has have rookie coaches won the cup in the past? Yes, it's happened. Is it is it often? No. And it's really look. He has some things going for him in the sense that he has great familiarity with the team already. Obviously, mm-hmm. by all accounts, it seems like he has a good rapport with the players. Right. That could change now that he's the man making the decisions. Yeah. <laughs> but but right now he he's got the team behind him, which is good. And and you know, look, it, I thought it was a little cute of Lou Lamarillo to say, ah, you know, during those three games that he coached earlier in the season, I got a real good feel. Did I how- not tell you back when those games happened that those were his auditions for a, a coaching <laughs> job? I said it back then. Look, I don't, I don't want us to have to go back and find the tape, but I said I'm, it back then. I'm sure they had some good conversations, and he was impressed with what he did. That but was it was some- three games. Yeah, and three, three games got him a job. <laughs> Look at that. All he, it took. he didn't coach three games. The if other Barry didn't get COVID, he'd still be here. It was all COVID. <laughs> Ah, oh, jeez. Another, yeah. Well, uh. and and that's the point. Listen, I I don't want it to be confused with the fact that I, I don't think Lane Lambert's going to be a good coach in the NHL. He's right, gonna be but a, he's got a big great, effing shoes to fill. He's going to be a great coach in this league. I think it. I think it's nice to see kind of the. And we talked about it a couple, you know, a couple shows ago. The sort of the recycled masses that we have of coaching right it's 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 a merry-go-round nice to get some new blood it really is and i'm i'm really excited for lane lambert because he's a guy who i think deserved a coaching job years ago and it's finally come to fruition where my concern and my point was earlier is that i think it's an unfair position to put him in again because of the expectations that are placed on the islanders and it's on if the system isn't really going to change which i agree with ethan it's really not you know Lane Lambert has coached coach under Barry Trotz or within the Barry Trotz system for essentially mo- majority of his coaching career. It's mm-hmm. not not much is going to yeah, change. Yeah, and I think it was uh, Kevin Kurtz's piece in the in the Athletic that said that you know Lane Lambert is actually very much in part responsible for the system that these Barry yeah. Trotz coach teams have employed, where he was kind of an architect behind the way that they play. Right, and he's already come out and said that look, our our identity is going to remain as as a team that's going to be hard to play against. Now the question is, will there be some tweaks? Will there be some right? You know, will he loosen the reins a little bit on guys like Matt Barzell, guys who are a little more offensively inclined, guys who, you know, they could use putting up some more points during the season. I think that's where you have to be most curious and wonder where the changes are going to come from. Because yeah, they're still going to play shutdown hockey. They're still going to play goaltending out. They're still going to be heavily relying on Ilya Sorokin and, and as far as we know right now, Semyon Varlamov and, you know, the the guys on the back end to, to make sure that the chances against are minimized and they're going to capitalize on their opportunities that mm-hmm. way, going, you know, going in transition and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of that's going to remain the same. But, again, is he going to perhaps make a hybrid type of situation of, of the, the Barry Trot style hockey with maybe something new. And I think that's something to watch out for. <laughs> it might be verbatim, the same stuff that we saw. We don't, we won't know yet until the puck drops, right. but, but this is what we have to speculate about now because again, it, you know, it's so, it's so funny listening to, to Lou Lamarillo's, you know, press conferences. Cause once again, he says a whole lot without saying a hell of a lot, a, a whole lot of nothing. Right, you know, right, in the right, sense right. that, you know, a, a new voice, but oh, well, he's got a different personality, which, which you know, sure, you can appreciate that, sure. yeah, because you're going to connect with a coach differently, depending on how they handle you as a player and whatnot, and and Lambert's going to have to kind of figure out a way to balance that, but he does have a long rapport of being a head coach in the, you know, 
the other divisions of hockey, if American you will, coming league, up through the ranks. I believe you he, have that up there, right? He coached in the American League. He coached right. in the um, Western Hockey League. He was a coach in Prince George. He was an assistant on Moose Jaw. Okay. He was a head. He was an assistant coach with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers in 0506. Kind of funny. He was yeah, right. He was an assistant with Milwaukee for a year before taking the head coaching job from 07 to 2011, mm-hmm. when he made the jump uh, in 2011-12 to Nashville as an assistant under, of course, you know Barry Trotz, following him to Washington. And then mm-hmm. following him to the New York Islanders. So, listen again. I don't think it's a it's a conversation of whether or not Lane Lambert's going to be a great coach in this league. I think he will be. I, I think it's the circumstances and the situation that he's been put under um, that will be something to watch. And just how much of a change and a new voice, uh, right. which Barry Trotz kind of uh, Barry Trotz, which uh, Lou Lamarillo kind of walked back anyway in his in the introductory press conference for Lane Lambert, right. So <laughs> he didn't realize how much the the fan base was going to dissect that phrase. Well, I mean, or I think, the, even the reporters. I think, yeah, right. I think, um, I, I think the one thing that I didn't, I don't love in this situation either is kind of the lack of transparency with some of the with some of the decisions here. Right? You look at you look at a lot of things. Does he owe that to us though? Like, I, I mean, think so. I think that I, I think that the tides are turning. You look at you look at a lot of teams, a lot of other teams in this league. A lot, you know, even look at the, the Chicago Blackhawks. They were updating you every step of the way as far as the head coaching. You know, this guy came and interviewed. Well, for they're time. under a huge microscope right no, but now then you, for reasons then, then, outside of just coaching. But not even not even the Blackhawks. You look at the New York Giants. They were doing the same thing when they were interviewing for head coaches. Other teams and other sports are doing the same thing. I, I think that. The lack of transparency kind of flies in the face, especially when you have people paying an exorbitant amount of price, amount of money to go see these teams. The investment emotionally and financially making these these teams. I I for, look, I get it. I, I made those faces for a long time. Well, too. I'm one of those people, Christian. No, no, I and, and I don't that. speak for everybody in the yeah. fan base, of course. But look, I'm just there to be entertained and to see my team win. That's it. Like, right, but I don't. I don't look. Would I love but you? You hate the Islanders, so it doesn't matter. You're not a <laughs> not a real fan, so your opinion means nothing. Right, of course. Right, I don't. I don't have them literally branded on my flesh. But um, Are you really, yeah, man. Where on my arm? Not that really. Arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I've never noticed that. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Well, I don't typically show you my arms, so. <laughs> okay, hey. that's fine. Yeah, no, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's a good response. <laughs> right. Thank you. So see that's why that's why they should that's why they should be consulting you specifically because <laughs> you literally got them tattooed on your arm if that's I, not financial and emotional commitment. But uh, see, at if, the same time, if nothing though, else, you should be like, emotionally it's committed funny to because that, for that that sounds semi outrageous, right? To to put them on your flesh, but at the same time, yeah, like does. when they're losing, like my, life goes on for me. You know what I mean? Like I don't live and die by these guys. But there are people but that. Again, do. And and I respect yeah. that. Look, everybody can fan however they want. As long as you're not hurting or harming anybody else, fan however you like. That's fine. But nice. Thank you. But <laughs> just to get back to where we were trying to go with this, was that I don't think Lou Lamarillo owes it to me to to, you know, give me a nice A A to Z list of why he makes every decision he makes. There's a reason why he has that job, why he's entrusted by ownership to have that job, make the decisions that he makes. Now you can criticize what he does all you want, but he doesn't have to explain himself to me because that's his job and that's what he's going to do. He's going to... Right, but if you don't... And he has the rapport where he doesn't need to, to tell us. And he doesn't have to tell the average fan See, why because the truth is the average fan doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Wow. It's all true. Right, well, it's true. It's Saturday and we're just swearing on the show today. <laughs> it's um, true. Twice off the bat too, Jesus. Um, no, I mean, my, my, my disagreement in that sense is I think that Sure, if the team is successful, you don't have to show your work. But when the team isn't successful 
and part of that is on you as the general manager, you need to show a little work. You know, th- it has to go back to the math class rules in fourth grade where, <laughs> a, you know, you get the answer, but you can't just get the answer. you got to show me why the answer is because at that point you've lost, at least in my mind, you've lost a little bit of that, that wiggle room where, all right, I trust you. I understand, I understand that you're making the best decision that you think of, and I'm just going to go along with it. Mm-hmm. After, after certain, the, some of the things that have transpired over the last year or so, I don't necessarily agree that he bl- – that. Islanders management blindly deserves that at the moment. I guess, look, I usually, I tend to give management and coaching staffs the benefit of the doubt that they know what they're doing and what they're talking about. And also beyond that, they get to see the ins and outs of everything that's going on with their team and their organization. And sometimes the explanation isn't something they can or are willing to share. I'm not saying that literally applies to this circumstance Mm -hmm. but there's things that go on in locker rooms there's things that go on in practice that that you're just never that fans are not privy to right no i don't know what goes on behind those closed doors and and really i don't think we're it's in our position to say hey what happened in that closed door meeting and 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 is that a reason why you fired so and so? And if it is, tell me what happened in that closed door meeting. Like that's not our business. But I, I and that's not how they're going to run their business. And, and I agree that's not how you should run a professional sports franchise, right? I agree that you don't you don't react to the whim of of the fan base left, right? You know, wherever, right? Because then you're terrible at your job, right? But at the same time, there is a certain amount of transparency that I think is owed to the people that support the team and 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 put in so much financial, emotional. Um, support to this organization. Listen, if you're going to talk about every game, you know, night in and night out, how great the fan base is and this and that, and, um, you know, you have the best fans in hockey, and then you're not going to have the – you're not going to go out and at least give them a little bit of, all right, this is why we're making these decisions. When it comes to one that, that so, um, you know, wildly impacts the organization and the mm-hmm. franchise going forward, I don't think that's fair either. I'm not saying that you have to go out and explain every little thing that happens, mm-hmm. but when it comes to a decision like this, there's a little bit I think that's owed to the fans um, as to why you're going out and making a decision of this magnitude yeah. and then following it up with another decision that brings in someone that, uh, look, again, great coach, going to be really successful, right. But you're putting him in a position where it's, it, there's a lot of pressure on Lane Lambert to be successful now. And uh, there was always going to be pressure for him to be successful. Right, anywhere. and he knows that, and it's part but, of the reason why he accepted the job. But it's an extra it's an extra ounce of pressure, you know, an extra emphasis on, of the pressure with where the Islanders need to be next season. And, and the funny thing about this conversation is Barry Trotz is actually very forward. With with his decisions, yeah. and he was he was kind of the polar opposite of, of Lou in that regard, where he he was willing well, to tell you why he did things or what went wrong. Or well, that's part. He of, even second guessed himself after the season and said, yeah. "Maybe I should have you know should have done this. Maybe I could have done that." Well, that's part of the narrative too. Now you have that was Barry Trotz and the Lou Lamorello two dynamic. forthcoming. Well, two forthcoming. Or where was the dynamic between the two of them? Obviously, yeah. there's what what's said in public and Re- ex- you know exactly. respect this and that. But you look at some of the things that were said during press conferences and you look at, you know, kind of different things that happened and you could kind of, you could kind of infer sometimes that maybe Barry wasn't necessarily thrilled with the roster construction. Right. Um, there were a couple instances where he, he kind of talked about that almost in, in a, in a interesting way. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yes, we're never going to know the full story and, right. and it is what it is at this point. You can't mm-hmm. go back and change it, but it, but the greater narrative and the greater point, I think, is there. there is some transparency that is owed to the people that support this team uh, unconditionally, for, for better or for worse, for their own emotional stability. Um, 
I mean, it works out for us because they tune in every week, but still. <laughs> right. Look, they have press conferences. They do address the media, which is basically your, your our ears. You're the fans' ears, right, when you're in the room that's, or when you're asking the questions. That's what they say anyway. Yeah, you, you do your best. You, you're, you're still working on it, but that's fine. But you're with the Nets now, so it's not our problem anymore. But, no, but look, they – I just look, again, I don't speak for everybody else, and, and I'm sure there's plenty of people that disagree with me, and that's fine. I just don't yeah, think... Yeah, I'd like to hear from those people. I just Let's don't hear think more of those they owe... I don't think they <laughs> owe us a, a line-by-line explanation. I think, you know, you put a little faith in, in, in the, the staff that the, um, that the organization hires, and, and you hope that they do the right thing. Now, look, if you don't like the decisions, if you don't agree with them, you know, I mean, look, nobody's forcing you to buy your tickets, you know, if they're not winning, too. You know what I mean? Like... Nobody's saying you must attend these games. You must buy tickets. You must buy that jersey. Love the team, and, and you can do it on whatever level you're comfortable with. If you support what they're doing, go to the games. If you don't, you don't have to, you know? So, look, um, you know, maybe Lou, he, he obviously comes from an older school, you know, position here. He's been he's been around the block quite a few times, and this is just the way he does things. He likes to kind of keep things cloak and dagger and – and keep things in-house. And, and I think, you know, you can respect that too, where, look, our business is our business. We run our organization the way we do. And just, you know, trust in the fact that we're trying to make the best decisions to make this organi- organization successful. And even though this last season was a step back, I think ultimately the body of work that Lou Lamarillo has had with this team since he's taken over has been absolutely night and day to a decade or two previous. Yes, uh, but also, a large <laughs> credit of that goes to Barry Trotz and the way no he was doubt. able to, um, you know, pull together and, and help the Islanders go to greater, reach greater feats than I think anyone ever would have expected from the team. Christian, it's why I was sobbing at the top of the show. I know what Barry Trotz brought, brought to this team without yeah. question, and that's why I'm still upset that he's gone. But I think there has to be credit given to both of them in the sense that. There was a culture change in this organization, and 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 the two of them worked in tandem to make that happen. And the stuff that Lou probably has brought and brings to the tables are more of the things you're you're not going to see. They're more of the the behind-the-scenes thing where where Barry Trotz is more coming out there on the ice, obviously with the success, the wins and losses and whatnot. Sure. Sure? Sure. Okay, so (laughs) even though not much has changed, what what do you say we just go to what's on tap? Sure. What is on on tap? Let's see what's on tap. Yeah. Another coaching change? And now, <laughs> you never know. It's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill. That's right, folks. It's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill in Rockville Center. Woo-woo. So uh, nothing has changed as far as that goes. The same things that were on tap in our end-of-season show are the same things now. It's summertime. The warmer weather's coming. It's here. I'm not it's, coming. It's, it's golf time. I'm sure some like islands have already out. hit the links already. Yeah. And Memorial you got a day weekend. But we're closer to the draft. That's that's coming up, too. That's coming up. That is free agency. July 7th, a Thursday. What's going on with the Thursday start to the draft here? I have no idea. You're looking at me like I have an Friday answer. Friday and Saturday. I mean, you know, you're, you're semi-connected. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Maybe it has something to do with prime time. Maybe it has something to do with the ESPN calendar. All you right. never know what's that. Something to do with Canada. Something to do with Canada, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But, um, I mean, listen, it, it's, it, this is a, the NHL, in fairness, is a league that always likes to mimic the other ones, and, and the NFL notoriously has its draft start on Thursday. Is that right? To the weekend. So, Interesting. I mean, I, I'm sure it has nothing to do with that, but, it, you know, you can kind of infer. <laughs> 
can kind of make things I up. Mean, I mean, look, Speculate if you, if you, you want to send uh, Gary Bettman an, an email requesting a line-by-line explanation as to why they changed the draft to Thursday, maybe you'll get an answer. <laughs> but, yeah, Thursday, Friday, I guess the, they'll, they'll do the same thing, the first round on the Thursday night. Uh, the, the lottery has happened since we did yes. our last show. The Islanders will have the 13th overall pick in the first round. Uh, Montreal, pretty cool. They got the number one yeah. as it takes place up there. It'll be very exciting for them. Yes, absolutely. And we're definitely going to have some draft coverage as well. Stay tuned for that. Might have some fun news regarding that. TBD, yeah. TBD. And then, of course, as you mentioned, free agency July 13th. Uh, not much has changed in the way of that. <laughs> we still need the playoffs to to end. And I think you're looking – I mentioned in previous shows – Decent list of available free agents that the Islanders might be able to look at. Yes, we'll we'll uh, obviously dive into that a little bit more as, as we, we get, get closer. closer but yes. certainly, there's there's some options. Uh, the uh, this is one of the most important off seasons the Islanders have had ever, and so Agreed. this will be a very very big one to watch, and, and certainly we'll be keeping an eye, an eye on everything that's going on Isles. Yeah, and Ethan was a hundred percent right when he said that. You know, as much as as a, as a, an effect that Lane Lambert may have on this team next season, it's really going to come down to the moves that Lou Lamarillo makes this yeah. summer to improve the roster. So, 100%. all TBD there, but that's pretty much what's on tap. So, fun little segment there. Yeah. <laughs> that was what's on tap. Brought to you by RJ Daniels American Bar and Grill. That's right, folks. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take one more short break. Then we will get into the Hero of the Week. Hero of the Week, you say, yeah, we, we still got heroes, even though the Islanders have been off the ice now for a little while. So we're going to take that break. I want to thank you all for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night NY and your favorite podcast providers. We'll take that break, and we will be right back. You have a lot of choices when it comes to great beer, and Oyster Bay Brewing Company provides the best Long Island has to offer. Oyster Bay Brewing Company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They're the creators of the renowned Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islanders' brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your Barn Rocker from Carolina to California if you're following the team on the road. Here at home, the tap room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week indoor and outdoor seating so you can experience their smooth honey ale, savory IPA, or gluten-free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay. You can also shop online at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or have your order shipped anywhere in New York. And if you use coupon code HNINY at checkout, you'll get 15% off. Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. Hey Islander fans, you already know Blue Line Deli and Bagels is the best place to get your game day meal, and now you can get it at the game. Blue Line Deli and Bagels is proud to be featured in the brand new UBS Arena for all Islander games and live events as an official partner of the New York Islanders. Blue Line is also moving beyond Belmont, opening its doors at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. So whether it's at the Islanders' new home, East Islip, or at the flagship deli at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, all three locations are eager to greet you with their familiar, friendly service and the best food around. So stop on in for delicious Bagel Boss bagels, hearty breakfast favorites, tasty hockey-themed heroes, freshly made smoothies, and so much more. And remember, you can always check out the menu and order online at bluelinedeli.com. 
Blue Line Deli in Vegas. Our goal is to make you a hero. Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this song, that means it's time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagel Half Price Hero, which is none other than the Hockey Night in New York, featuring grilled chicken, buffalo sauce, mozzarella cheese, and an avocado wrap. Get it for half off all week starting tomorrow. That is Sunday through well, the end of the week. We're probably not doing a show next week to announce another one. <laughs> so you basically got your Saturday to Saturday, half off the Hockey Night in New York. Stop on in to the Huntington location. Mention Hockey Night New York podcast to get 50% off the wonderful, wonderful rap from Blue Line Deli and Bagel. So with that out of the way, Christian, let's have a little fun here. A little post-Islander season hero of the week. Why don't you start right. us off? Who is your hero? My hero of the week is Ian Cole. Ian Cole, tell us why. From the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> you got that? Yeah. Were you uh, going to say Panthers? No, I was about to say Panthers. <laughs> okay. Mixed up my sports for a second. Right. Uh, yeah, Ian yeah, Cole obviously scored the game-winning goal for the Carolina Hurricanes against the New York Rangers, who they lead 2-0 in the series as it heads back to New York. I would. I forgot Brendan Smith also scored the game-winning goal last night. He's your, he's your runner-up. He's my runner-up here of the okay. week. Um, he was also an ex-Ranger, so that, that one had to sting a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So look at you. You're, you are on the anti-Ranger band. I'm right? not. I'm just playing along with the bit. Oh, I see. God God forbid you admitted any sort of rooting interest in, in sports here. No, I, I get that. I, you got to play. I got I to play straight. I'm, I mean, it's not even playing straight. I'm just I'm playing. No, no it's cool. It's cool. The, it's okay. cool. No, I got it. playing I got, along with. Yeah, the bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so your, your pick is so to play along with the bit. <laughs> uh, a similar pick from a different team. That's right. My hero of the week is Nicholas Paul. Man with two first names. Can't trust Nicholas him. Paul. Can't, Can't trust him. him. But he did score. Well, Ian Cole is two first names. Cole's the first name. A That's first name. true. So That's true. Two men you can't trust. Can't Look trust. at him right there. Look at those mug shots. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Paul, everybody, scored the two goals in the Game 7 against the Toronto Maple Leafs that once again had them fall short up there in the Great White North. Yet to win a first round. Yet to win a round in the NHL playoffs since 2004. What a shame. What a shame that is. So there's your heroes. Nick Paul. Ian Cole. Uh, off the board, Heroes of the Week, because, you know, there's really nothing to talk about with the Islanders. And, and surprise, surprise, T-Boyle 13 chimes in and says that Lou Lamarillo is his hero. And in and, and big, bold letters, he said, fire trots. So, Tom Boyle, one yeah. of seven people who wanted Barry Trotz fired. I will remember this. this. Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Uh-oh. All right. All right. Fair enough. So, so folks, there you have it. <laughs> Your Heroes of the Week. Stop myself. Remember, stop on in to the Huntington location of Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Tell Donnie Bagels that Shawnee and Christian from Hockey Night New York sent you to get half off the Hockey Night New York wrap, the wonderful, delicious, best item on the menu. That's right. That's right. So, Christian Arnold, we are. Although, I will say the uh, Blue Liner is probably one of my favorites up there with the, uh, the, uh, the Berkey. I haven't had the Berkey yet. It's delicious. Yeah? Do you remember what's in it? Um, it's... Turkey and ham and <laughs> is it really? Is it really it turkey? I don't know what it is. You're making things up. I'm making it up. Okay. But you go to Blue. By the way, it's funny. So I was uh, I was in Florida last week actually, which is part of the reason why we couldn't do the immediate yes, reaction. Yes, you so. you definitely got in the way of making plans. Yes, um, making plans. Making plans. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> 
Go to RJ Daniels if you want good, great planules. That's um, right. No, I was in, I was in, uh, I was in Florida, and, and surprisingly, believe me, believe it or not, I went to a hot yoga class on one of the <laughs> last days right? I was there. Yeah, well, uh, Bikram yoga with the I don't know what that means. Uh, okay. I went with a friend of mine, and uh-huh. so as we're wrapping up, mm. I, I had my blue line deli on the the blue one that I wear, not the gray one that I'm rocking today. Sure, yeah, yeah, and. She got this. This lady cuts up and she goes, "Excuse me, and this is going to sound weird, but you're you're wearing my ho- the address on on that uh, on that shirt is my hometown." I of said, Huntington, oh, Long Huntington, Long Island. How I said, about that? I said, "Oh, that's crazy. You should go next time you're home." I said, "Go to Blue Line Deli. Sell, tell them Christian Arnold from Hockey Night in New York sent you." And then they will turn you right around. You right out the door. (laughs) No, but it was it was just very funny. People from Long Island all over the place, and Donnie probably has a new customer headed our way thanks to us. Look at that. Yeah. Or or other other alternative here is she looked at you and said, "I don't trust this man," and said, "There's no way I'm going to Blue Line Deli and Bagels. I would not take a recommendation from this man." Uh, She was very friendly, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah. She was probably just being nice. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a nice story. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice true story. story. Little hot yoga. Look at you. Yeah. So so, how do you feel after you going to keep it going, buddy? Now that you're back in New York, uh, that was a uh, you know. There's a studio right here on Long Island. Well, in this town that we're in right now. Really? Yeah, that's right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, buddy, it's it's right right around the block. It was very hot. It was. I mean, you don't was, say. That's was, why they call no, it. No, no, no. It was. It was like. Yeah, no. You sweat. Yeah, oh, I've, you I've was, actually done it myself. I thought I was going to throw up at one point at the end. It's yeah. It's yeah. it's demanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, demanding. Yeah. It, it takes a toll on your body. But you survived. I did. I mean, look, I don't know how Florida hot yoga compares to New York hot yoga. Oh, it was brutally hot. Like, did they even really need to juice the temperature? Yeah, it was <laughs> juiced. Whether they needed to or not, it was juiced. And, right. And like I said, I, I was close to passing out and or throwing up at the end. So, um, I'm proud of you, man. You got through it. Yeah, I was, you got through it. So there you have it, folks. Blind deli and bagels. Spreading the word beyond just Long yeah, Island. Listen. Donnie, send us a, send us uh, send us our royalty checks for that one. Yes, please, please, uh, please put it in the mail. So there you <laughs> have it, the heroes of the week. And I mean, is there anything else we want to cover here on the on the coaching change? You just want to take it to questions. Bro? Let's go to questions room, which are most likely about the coaching change anyway. <laughs> most likely. It's time for questions brewing, brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. That's right, folks. It's time for Questions Brewing, brought to you by the great Oyster Bay Brewing Company and their wonderful summer peach. Summertime is just around the corner. The weather is getting warmer. Why not enjoy a wonderful summer peach hanging out in the summer? (laughs) And also, folks, don't forget, you get 15% off at OysterBayBrewing.com with promo code H9Y. Christian, are you okay? (laughs) What was that? What? What's the matter? Summer peach in the summer. That's right. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Buddy, we're plugging our sponsors. It makes sense in a lot of different ways. Okay. Enjoy your peach in the summer. Jeez. I mean, you can do it in the winter, too, but, I mean, it's just more appropriate in the summer. All right. Let's keep going. All right. So, Christian, I hope I gave you you enough time to to get some questions here. It doesn't look like it, though. Oh, no. I was... uh, Yeah. Remember your job? You know how I always start the segment, and, and, you know, maybe I do a bit like that to give you some time to, to wrestle up some questions that we're brewing? Yeah, so. T-Boyle. T-Boyle. Here we go. Off the bat, does Barzal have anything anything to do with this firing? Mm, I hope not in the sense that I can't imagine Matt Barzell having something specific to say about Barry Trotz or his discontent with the system and Lou Lamarillo saying, well, Barry's got to go. Now, could he be... 
could he have been a dissenting voice in the in the exit interviews or something like that and maybe voice some frustration with the system or not putting up points sure maybe but ultimately i don't think matt barzell is, is a large reason why it happened and in fairness to t boyle i think his question really kind of pertains to was the decision was at least part of, or mm. perhaps even a small part of the decision, based upon not something that Matthew Barzal said, but mm. perhaps his impact and his his connection with Lane Lambert that uh, that Lou Lamarello took that into account. And I think that's more or less what T. Boyle I mean, was asking. He can he can obviously okay, and defend and, sure. and correct us if he wants. Look, because we really don't know what the hell the reason was. Sure, that anything. is a fair yeah. possibility. It it could be. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, I don't think it's as, as extreme as the as the the sample I provided in the beginning of this answer. Right. You right, know, right. I think it would be something more subtle or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. could he have had I something agree. to do with it? Sure. I, I mean, I think if, if, it's, if it's that, it's not a direct, like, oh, he said something in his exit meeting. It was like, I want this guy gone. Um, Highly doubt that. Because, yeah, it just doesn't seem likely. Perhaps, you know, perhaps the <laughs> right. thought of, of... Perhaps. Perhaps the thought of, you know, all the different reasons, the connection, the lack of... the. Maybe holding him back potentially on a, his offensive game to to better his defensive game, this that and the other thing. So it's it's a possibility. Question Bruin from Mike four five six two co. Uh, question Bruin: Who is going to lead the Isles in points next season? And of course, that answer is going to be uh, Philip Forsberg. I love that. I love that answer. <laughs> I wasn't even going to get that creative. I was going to keep it within the current roster, but you know what? Or, um, Chikrin, sign me up for that. Well, if Chickren's leading the team in points, and then whatever like, they whatever they dealt for him to get him would be a steal because he's gonna have to put up like a lot that of year. Points. Mark Streit led the team in points or something like that, right? Yeah, but I mean that was with like what fifty two, I yeah. think it was, or something like that. <laughs> it's like, not a high like, number, right? Like I mean, it's a joke. It would be nice to see. Like you look at the numbers, like the McCarr and well, Yossi be, put up this yeah. season. Like I mean, guys, are point a, basically a point a game clip as a defenseman, pretty insane. Can Noah Dobson do something like that? I think that... Can we see a 60-70 point season out of Noah Dobson? I don't... That's my question, Bruin, for you. Yeah, that's a good question. I think that... I think that's a lot to ask for him still, even even at his age. You know, I think that there's still some development. I think okay. that's a lot of pressure to put on him. Um, I, I don't know if that's a reality right now. Maybe in a year or two, that's more more of a, a possibility for for it, him, which it, is a great thing. If it that, could depend on his partner. It, it could depend, depend on, on whoever him fills that right Philip Forsberg yeah. spot. You know, um, yeah, right. <laughs> I stand. Maybe. I stand by Philip Forsberg as my answer. I'm gonna go Lane Lambert. He's gonna lead the team in points. <laughs> Maybe at pointing the finger, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not points on the board. Uh, I'm going to go with Matt Barzell. I'm going to go with Matt Barzell. I think. I do you think, think he's, his offensive game breaks out a little more next year? I do. Okay. I do. I think that he's going to be a little more productive, whether that's a direct effect of Lane Lambert or bringing it, Lou Lamarillo, bringing in another top six forward. I think Matt Barzell is going to have a better year uh, point production wise. So I'm going to go with him. Do you think. Uh, before I ask this question, I, I got to point out, I hope Mike4562 is, is joking with the comment he just made in the uh, in the chat because it's so wildly kind of comical to just read, like, the first line into it uh-huh. and then the content of his mess of the message. Interesting. <laughs> Look, I don't – sure, that's possible. Sure, that's I, I'm, possible. I have to imagine he's, he's joking around. I, I would think so. I would think so. But, like, we don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Mike's joking. I actually think he's serious. I think he's serious. 
He, he wasn't joking. There you have it. See? Yeah. Yeah, look. Is that possible? I mean, you know, you got your, what, six degrees of separation right there? My cousin's <laughs> brother's My cousin's friend of mine's uncle has, who worked has there once. Works yeah, I mean, look, I'm not to take anything away from this individual that you know. It could be telling the truth. I mean, I wouldn't can't imagine they would lie to you but like whether or not they actually know what they're talking about. i mean it's tough it's tough for us to bring something like that onto a show like this. i wasn't like, try, i wasn't trying no to i know I wasn't, I was, but we're having yeah. fun with it now yeah. so this is fine so like you know like, look, we love you yes of course you. but like but a lot of us but have I, that in i lot. will like, say my my um sister's best friends <laughs> twice removed cousins yeah. father-in-law's yeah. third cousin right sure also works in the aisles office and says that's <laughs> not true just texting him right now right but that's but like everybody like a lot of people have that right like oh yeah my my friend's cousin or somebody or somebody's spouse or whatever works yeah. for the giants you know front office and, and they heard will, this and, and they heard that in their and, defense and though it, it, it is amazing how many people and, and i'm not even joking it is amazing how many people do have like a legitimate connection like right. one of those wild like oh yeah my best friend's father's right. dog uh, it, you know, is the team ball boy <laughs> something ridiculous like that? And you're like, oh, this guy's got to be crazy. And, and, and just for enough. just for the listeners, you know, and again, take this for whatever it's worth. We're not putting any stock in it whatsoever. But just so you know, because you're not here in the chat and you're not reading it, but basically, Mike here in the chat saying a cousin of his has a friend whose father works in the Islanders office, saying that it had to do with Barry's handling of the youth, combined with the exit interviews, which. Which you that know, makes which sense. That's a plausible, value, a perfectly yeah, plausible, I, I, plausible I explanation yeah. for for what happened. And like because we're working with so little, sure, put that one up on the table. Maybe that is what it is. Whoa, whoa, Mike four six two co just put something so dastardly inappropriate in the chat. It's on Long Island, Mike. It's on, not in. I don't know who you think you are. Now we can't Mike. take anything you're, so you're saying. So anything we said, value. just just wipe yeah. it from your memory because it. it's not credible. Because he said in Long Island rather because than because of his teacher Island. in Long Island. How Good dare Lord. you? How dare you? He calls himself an Islander fan. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he showed up late to the show. By and the way. he showed up late to the show. What the hell? Uh, he, and he, he, he missed all sure. your swearing too. I know, I know. I was in rare form today. But look, That's when you lose Sean, when you when you lose a man you love so dearly like Barry Trotz, it does. What are we going to do about the intro? Do we have I to mean, hire it, someone to fix this now? I mean, technically, is it gonna be, is you it could cool? still have been born in the Church of Church of Trots, even though it's it's no longer in service <laughs> at at uh, Northwell and and at uh, at UBS. To, but I was but about listen, to say IBS Arena. <laughs> but listen, we will still be holding weekly sermons for the Church of Trots. Nothing has changed just because he doesn't coach the team anymore. Is this going to be like the? Uh, Die Hard Two dub at the end, where it's, where the TV version uh, where where Bruce Willis's character says Yippee ki yay, Mr. Falcon, <laughs> and it has that terrible dub Dude, at the end. You know what the the best uh, if you were born into the Church of Lane Lambert could do that. Maybe we get a brand new one. So many things could happen between now and next season. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really figured that out yet. Because again, all those things are now just part of Islander history. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran or. <laughs> Or uh, you were a Milbury survivor, or you were born in the Church of Trots. You can still have been born in the Church of Trots, <laughs> even though he's no longer with the team. <laughs> but you can you can convert to, to Lambertism or whatever it is you want to do. I mean, you're free. Lambert, we gotta we gotta we gotta work on. Well, look, this. yeah. I mean, look, if 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 he is not successful, I'm pretty sure his nickname is very quickly going to be Lame Lambert. Right or something like Listen, that. Listen, I, I, mean, I mean, you don't want. He's got to win, otherwise he's going to be lame, Lambert. You don't want to envision that. At this, I point. don't. No, I, I, I wish him all the success in the world, but, but we have become kind of by accident a show of of, of stupid nicknames. 
Yeah, no, what? we have <laughs> Nobson. I, I don't even want to say they're stupid. I think they're fantastically Richard. They're Panic, accidentally Thomas Panic. They're ac- accidentally fantastic. I think they are. Nobson is Nobson. a great one. Richard Panic. Yeah, Lane Burt or Lane Burt, either one. Burt. Richard Panic. Yeah, and there'll be more. There'll be more. There will be more. Like oh, like R two D two. Like when when yeah. Atu <laughs> finally gets to the team. I mean, obviously, <laughs> some guy's gonna be R two D two, right? I mean, it's something like that. It's gonna be very confusing Atu, for people. Ratu, yeah. Well, look, that's 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 you know, that's just the fun we have on this show. Is what it is. And I was gonna have a thought, and I've to- <laughs> I totally lost it because we went on this sidetrack. But I actually had something Sounds decently right. decently worthy of saying, and I'm and I'm and I'm stalling trying to reach into the. The in- <laughs> inside of your brain, the inside of my brain, which is very cavernous at this point in my life. Mm. Yeah, I think it's gone. I think it's gone. All right, it yeah, it does. It, it does. But but look, uh, let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you the same one that I asked Ethan. Where, where do you think Barry ends up? I think he ends up in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. You're such a heel. No, I biggest heel uh, on the show. I I think if Philadelphia is smart, they throw. Every ounce that every ounce of money that they can muster in the organization at him and say, "Come save us," because they have been a team that's just been in disarray. I'm not even saying it. I'm not even saying it now as a, as a as a as yeah, to try and be a jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying it because if Philadelphia can finally get a coach there, right, mm. that can that is righted the ship with another organization that was in yeah. a similar boat, right. I think the appeal for the for the Philadelphia uh, Flyers, and Maybe if Barry's still up for it at this point in his coaching career, go West, is please. The, also a great band. Is the yeah, right? Is the idea of having been through sort of a similar circumstance and, and yeah. doing it with such mm. ease. So I, I think if I'm Philadelphia, I want this man. I want this man in my organization as quickly of as course, possible. Who wouldn't? Who the wouldn't? <laughs> well, at least the guy at the top doesn't want him there. So I wonder how that conversation went with Ledecky and Malkin. Listen, guys. Remember that? Remember that coach that I brought in to win us a cup? <laughs> he's uh, he's got to go now. And the guy that just brought us to two straight Final Fours, yeah, he's, it's time for him to go. And by the way, you're gonna have to pay him the last year of his contract. <laughs> you know that four mil that he's got due next year? You're gonna have to you're gonna have to give it to him, and uh, we're gonna part ways. <laughs> How did that conversation go? But I do remember what I was gonna say before. Oh, great! We got and it was the it. tangent that that we went on before with the dubs, the overdubs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So the best overdub I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> wow, like, we're going way back. Now. Yeah, yeah, I love this. So you ever? See, I, I hope you saw this movie because it's like a top ten comedy for me. Pineapple Express. Yeah, of course. Love that yeah, movie. Yeah. But the main, are you talking about like the TV dubs when you watch? Yes. It on the K- yeah, 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 like yeah. if you watch it on TBS. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for for the MF word, which you know what I could use it, whatever. But for MF, oh, I mean, you said it once, right? Instead of saying that for those joining us late, they would say muckalucka. Like, you serious with that muckalucka? <laughs> The first time I ever heard that, I lost it. And I've now used it in conversation. Muckalucka. Muckalucka. Interesting. You stupid muckalucka. That is a phenomenal overdub. Right? Love that. That's actually, I mean, I actually think that's the best. <laughs> I'm almost better than actually just saying the word. Uh, right? It's, it's more fun. It's so ridiculous. Muckalucka. That was Questions Brewing, brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. You guys sound very similar. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we just hired the guy out, paid a premium for him, did a fantastic job, and look, if there's similarities, I don't know what to tell you, but it's, it's, it's purely coincidence. 
I don't know who that person. I don't know who that muckalucka is. I don't know who that muckalucka <laughs> is. Indeed, that Indeed. muckalucka. So listen, I think I think we get to wrap things up now. I think that's pretty much it. This is our impromptu Islanders devastating coaching change special edition of Hockey Night in New York. Uh, the Barry Trotz era. It's officially over, and yeah. I am not officially over it yet. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but look, this is the reality we live in now. I'm going to deal with it. It's going to be fine. They still have a good, strong wow. core. What? Oh, no. The Preakness, you know, the, the big horse racing event. Uh-huh. It ran today, just now. Early, hey, maybe just pay attention to what's happening in the show right now. Early you voting. Can go through your Twitter feed Early later. voting. Five to one odds wins it. Cool. For anyone who awesome. cares. Thanks, thanks for sharing that with us. It's good to know that you're dialed in. <laughs> To the show, you were talking about overdubs for the last five minutes. I, uh, yeah, I want, it's part I of the conversation. Wanted to see what was going on in other sports. This is one of Can the biggest. You, I mean, one of the biggest sporting events. This is I've this is what I have that. to deal with. This is what I have. To, guys, literally going even, through his Twitter feed in the middle know. of a show. In the middle of a show, Unbelie- I mean, look, it looks better than when you just pull the phone out and it's like in front of your face and you're just scrolling through it. Like this, at least, it looks like you might be. Researching I something was. for the I show. I was researching who won the Preakness. <laughs> I, right. Well, there you have it. Folks. To announce to our listeners, maybe there you go. Care. So <laughs> maybe Mike four five six two co has has money on the ponies. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe. So so anyway, look, uh, the Lambert era begins, and it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. In. No, it's gonna be fine. Like it's I was gonna saying, be great. Have- <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything's it's, fine. It's, Everything's fine. It's that meme where the dog is just sitting there right, and says everything's fire fine burning. and firing yeah. fires burning. I'm not. I'm not saying that's what's happening with the Islanders. That's Sean's emotional state at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much the last week, week and a half, whatever it's been. But look, still got a good young core. I mean, ba- I almost said Barry Nelson. With <laughs> Barry Nelson. <laughs> well, Barry Trotz is on the brain, man. Brock Nelson had a great year, breakout year, goal scoring wise. Look, Anders Lee put plenty of goals Who is up this Barry year. Nelson? Barry Nelson, yeah. Plays for the Isles. Good so, Lord. yeah, maybe we are going off the rails a little. But look, I, 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 the hilarious thing is it's not me. For, for once. But look, it's there's still plenty, plenty of hope for this team for next season. Yeah, it's happening right now. It really is. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously... <laughs> Obviously, it's going to depend a lot on what Lou does with his additions to the team. The top six Barry forward. Nelson. The top. Barry, Barry Nelson. Barry Nelson. They were terrible. Michael Nelson. Buddy, I mean, that's that's probably as bad as, as, as uh, Thomas Panic. I mean, that's my Thomas Panic, Barry Nelson. I, listen, Thomas Panic at least made some sense, some semblance of sense. I guess. That's a reach, but we'll go with that. Uncle Nelson, I like that one too, Jay. Thank you for t- t- chiming in there. But yeah, Major Nelson, like that too. See, look, the chat's getting involved now. This is going great. But look, fear not, folks. Still a big offseason ahead for the New York Islanders. And and yes, all eyes are on Lou Lamarillo because he made the very, very con- controversial decision. To fire Barry Nelson. <laughs> to fire Brock Trotz. <laughs> he hired Barry Nelson as coach to fire him to confuse everybody. It's messed up. Yeah, so the Lane Lambert era begins. We're going to be on top of it. Uh, unless something else exciting in Islanderland happens between now and the draft, we're probably going to take some time off. Yeah. We thought we were, and then here we are, so you never know what might happen. Um, you know, maybe we see some some changes in the in the assistant ranks of the team. I'm not that sure really, that'll be worthy of the show. Say, is that bringing us out? To <laughs> I don't do know if that's going to get us go- doing a show. But look, if there's any big news, we'll come back. But aside from that, Barry please Nelson enjoy your assistant. summer, enjoy your June, enjoy your 
your early July. We'll be back when, in action for the draft. When Barry lands somewhere, are we doing a show? When he lands in Winnipeg or Philadelphia or <laughs> Vegas or wherever? Yeah, no, that'll be a that'll be a solo show of me uh, crying in the bathtub. <laughs> I'll just I'll just do like a live you know Twitter from the from the phone, just just in the fetal position. <laughs> Barry signed with the Flyers. <laughs> yeah, it's over, man. I can't believe it. Over too soon. Over way too soon. Oh. I know you're you're not supposed to agree with me because you're impartial. No, right? no, I He's think impartial. I I yeah. I agree with you. It was over too soon. I yeah. I think firing Barry Trotz was a mistake. Yeah, I'm sure. I wrote a, a, a something about that. Yeah, last but week. you expect that people read that. <laughs> yeah, I do. You're right. <laughs> I mean, let's not take things for granted here. Wow. Oh, mm. sorry, bud. Did that, that strike hurt. a chord? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we are we are dragging this one out. But, yes, I want to thank you all for tuning in, hanging out with us here on a, on a lovely Saturday evening in uh, in late May. So go back to enjoy your Saturday yeah. evening. Yeah. And for those of you guys listening at your use leisure. wise guys. On your, on your podcast providers, hope you enjoy it. Let's cue the music here. All right, folks. Barry Nelson. Huge thanks to Ethan Sears. And Barry Nelson. New York Post. Yes, him too. For joining us on the show tonight. Once again, you can always tune in at twitch.tv slash hockey9ny for live shows, the archives, whatever you like, your favorite podcast providers. And, of course, a huge thanks to our sponsors, RJ Daniels American Bar and Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. The best place to catch the aisles when you can make it to the game. Don't just go for the aisles. They have live music, comedy nights, trivia, a late-night bar scene. They have it all. Huge thanks to Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Their brand-new location in East Islam. And, of course, at UBS Arena. They're an official partner of the New York Islanders and the greatest deli around. Check out the menu at BlueLineDeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes. Huge yeah. thanks to Thai Technology, a voice-over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at TaiTechnology.com for all your telecom needs. Or give them a call at 516-856-7800 to get three free months of service. And a huge thanks to Oyster Bay Brewing Company, located at 36 Audrey Avenue, Oyster Bay. You can order their great beers and merchandise at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or shipping anywhere in New York. And get 15% off with coupon code H-N-I-N-Y. Once again, thanks so much. For Christian Arnold and Barry Nelson, my name is Sean Cuthbert. Thanks for tuning in. We'll keep you posted on the social medias when we'll be back next. Enjoy your summer. We'll see you next time. Bye, Barry Nelson.